Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look at a no-hit bid and Madison Bumgarner's surprising rebound. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. I have not had uh, three cold-brews yet. It worked great in a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15, on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Wednesday, August 4th, and we dive into the news. Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery placed on the COVID-19 IL by the Yankees. Luis Gill got called up, made a start on Tuesday, and made it pretty darn well, Al. Six innings, six strikeouts, no runs, four hits, and just one walk. He got sent back to uh, Scranton Wilkes-Barre after the game, but uh, maybe a guy to keep an eye on if he gets another shot in the rotation. Luis Severino, definitely someone we want to keep an eye on. He started a rehab assignment with AA Somerset on Tuesday. Yankees are looking at a window between August 22nd and September 1st to finally, finally get Severino back on a major league mound. Jazz Chisholm and Matt Barnes were sent to the COVID IL as well. Jazz Chisholm exhibited symptoms just before game time, so that one is sounding like maybe it's going to be a little while. Matt Barnes tested negative, could return on a Wednesday. Dave Roberts and more um, COVID news says he thinks Trey Turner will be cleared to fly to Los Angeles on Friday. Activation date, however, still to be determined. Kevin Biggio going to the IL with back and neck discomfort. Yuli Gurriel was scratched against the Dodgers because of a stiff neck, and Andrew Benintendi exited early against the White Sox with a shoulder strain. His teammate Adalberto Mondesi set to begin a rehab assignment on Tuesday at AAA Omaha. So, you know, take what Dayton Moore said yesterday about him maybe not being an everyday player. Rolled all together and we'll see what happens for him the last two months of the season. Jorge Alfaro, and this is a pretty interesting one, Al, made his first career start in left field. Alex Jackson started at catcher. Is there anything actionable to this right now? I think uh, maybe more wait and see for right now. I mean, these are both, well, I mean, especially Alex Jackson, I think is uh, definitely a deeper league option. I like the fact that the Marlins are making this move in part with Alfaro 
to give Jackson a little bit more of a chance at playing time since they're carrying three catchers. And I just felt like Jackson never really got a proper opportunity with Atlanta. So nice to see that he might be getting that with the Marlins. And as far as Alfaro goes, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of speed for a catcher and, um, you know, he's a bit of a unicorn offensively and that uh, strikes out a lot, but still could um, have a decent batting average because he's a, a consistently high BABIP guy. So uh, Alfaro may have some appeal, even not playing catcher, but of course still catcher eligible. So just, I think, a, a situation to watch and a couple of players to look at, particularly in deeper leagues. Yeah, if this becomes something regular, maybe we uh, maybe we look at these two guys a little bit differently. Steven Brault will make his 2021 debut on Wednesday against the Brewers. He was relatively effective for the Pirates last year, a 3.38 ERA in the shortened season. Tyler Glasnow is going to undergo Tommy John surgery on Wednesday, so that's something that's going to uh, significantly infringe on his 2022 season. Heath Hembry uh, gave up a go-ahead homer to Jorge Polanco, blows a save, takes a loss. It's just the song remaining the same in Cincinnati. Uh, he'd allowed a run in each of his previous three appearances. Meanwhile, Lucas Sims is out on a rehab assignment with AAA Louisville. Played catch at Great American on Tuesday. Al, I feel like we have to check in on this situation every like week to two weeks or so. Uh, is there anything you're doing in Cincinnati's bullpen right now? Uh, I'm not personally. I mean, maybe I'll be called in to pitch uh, since nobody else <laughs> is working out. But no, seriously, uh, I, I'm just I'm watching this one right now because uh, I, I suppose if Sims is out there, uh, maybe pick him up just preemptively. I mean, Amir Garrett is still hanging around that bullpen. They just picked up Michael Givens. Givens struggled in this game on Tuesday. So it's been a mess almost all season. It continues to be one. And I, it's sort of a little bit reminiscent of the Marlins situation when they had Yimmy Garcia because we talked about that frequently. And they pretty much just stuck with Garcia throughout the whole thing. So maybe Embry gets a, kind of a longer leash here. But uh, yeah, I, I just say stay tuned. Watch closely. It's a, been a headache all year, not going to change anytime soon. Ryan Stanek got a save for the Astros in place of Ryan Presley, who is on the paternity list. So maybe Stanek fills in as the closer for the next day or two until Presley is back with the team. Let's talk about some Tuesday standouts. Al, Joe Adele got the call and wasted no time. Three for four with a pair of doubles in his debut at the Rangers. Uh, you said yesterday you were interested across the board, so I don't really think we need to say anything there. Just putting an exclamation point on what we already talked about with Joe Adele. Willie Adames with a big game going three for five, hit his 19th homer, his 25th double. Uh, that was against the Pirates. He's nine for his last 26 with three homers, three doubles, and you know, 295 batting average, 14 homers in 269 plate appearances with Milwaukee. I do want to say something about Willie Adames here, even though, I mean, he's he's rostered wherever he is going to be rostered at this point. But, I mean, what a turnaround for Willie Adames. And we said everything we said about him in the trap uh, over and over and over again before he got out of there. But I don't think anyone could have seen it uh, coming to fruition in this way that it has. I think not. Uh, you know, I, I sort of liked him as a breakout candidate like in 2020, but just another case of somebody who didn't meet expectations, uh, at least for me, and uh, then kind of fell off my radar. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if it's uh, just fulfilling those expe expectations uh, a little bit later or like you say, just the change of scenery because, yeah, he's striking out less. It was showing the power in Tampa Bay, but uh, mm -hmm. I think just, yeah, making more contact is translated into him. Uh, putting up these these really incredible numbers. And I, I would actually argue that while he's not available very many places, that 
if he is available, that uh, he he should be added at this point because uh, you know this is a pretty extended run here with the Brewers where he's just doing everything you'd you'd want in your uh, fancy shortstop. I, I totally agree. I just I, I feel like you know we look at some roster rates that feel curiously low to us, and I just assume that those are leagues that have fallen asleep at the wheel or <laughs> have like super restrictive uh, starting lineups or something. That's why I say he's probably already rostered anywhere where he is going to be rostered at this point of the season. That's not true for Isan Diaz. He maybe can get a little bit more attention in the fantasy world. Hit his third homer of the year on Tuesday. He's ten for his last thirty four with that home run and three doubles. Uh, are you? Looking at him, looking at him, you know, sort of widening his fantasy aperture here. Oh, for sure. Uh, a nice little run here. And somebody, again, who, you know, the minor league showed this kind of potential, but just did various um, stints with the Marlins, just never put it together. Maybe he finally is putting it together. So I think in 15 teamers, at least uh, worth a stash right now to see if he can continue this and, uh, you know, finally live up to the billing. Someone to definitely take a look at, I think, right now is Austin Nola. This was a guy who was drafted in got to be close to 100% of leagues back in March, but injuries all season have kept him from staying on the field, but he is starting to get healthy. Four for five on Tuesday. He's eight for his last 17. He started four of the last six games, and and right there, uh, I think he's easily back on the radar uh, in all fantasy leagues. Yeah, and no, I absolutely agree with that, Michael. And I think the big issue here for Nola, um, it's certainly encouraging to see him hitting again, but the fact that that easing in period for him seems to have been very, very short and right. already now back uh, catching most of the games for the Padres. So if you had any hesitation about uh, adding Nola where he's available, I don't think you need to hesitate any longer. Yeah, don't forget what this guy did in 2020. The only reason he's out there in fantasy leagues is just because of various injuries keeping him from any consistent playing time to this point of the season. Elias Diaz went 3-4 for four with his 12th homer and 8th double of the season against the Cubs. Is he someone who is starting to get on your radar? Yeah, he is. Uh, and, you know, I have a little bit of regret that I have a league where I needed a, a catcher replacement and passed Diaz over. And I think part of that was a concern for playing time. But I, I think that that may be kind of still sort of a, an even split or close to an even split in Colorado. But it is Colorado. So Diaz is making the most of it uh, in terms of his power hitting. And I think he's playing enough, even if it's not, you know, enough for him to be the clear primary catcher there. Uh, certainly playing enough to be worth uh, your while in two catcher leagues. Let's move it over to the pitcher side of Tuesday's standouts. Adrian Hauser, just the latest to give us a chapter in. When is a no-hit bid? Actually not very impressive because of the walks. He walked five guys in six and a third innings. Didn't give up a hit. Did give up a run. Four strikeouts against the Pirates. I think we know what Adrian Hauser is at this point. I I, I think that... My takeaway from this is it it just sort of uh, drives home that we can stream against the Pirates almost whenever, and maybe Adrian Hauser deserves a little bit more stream attention than we give him. I think that's that's exactly right. I think you, you hit the bullseye with that there. That yeah, probably deserves more attention than he gets. Uh, you know, didn't quite get the chance of pulling off an AJ Burnett in this one because the pitch count was too high. But mm-hmm. uh, Edwin Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> You know, but uh, certainly you'll you'll take the start even with the five walks, and you'll you'll take uh, you know I think a lot of future starts from Hauser against similar competition. Dylan Cease had himself just an excellent performance against the Royals: six shutout, one hit, two walks, eleven 
strikeouts. Dylan Cease has definitely taken that next step forward and uh, probably has Cubs fans, uh, if they weren't already sad about the trades that happened last week, get even sadder about thinking back to that Cease and Aloy Jimenez for Jose Quintana deal from back in 2017. Madison Bumgarner with another good turn through the rotation in Arizona. Seven innings pitched, just gave up one run on six hits and a walk, struck out four against the Giants. And since returning from the IL, it's looked pretty darn good, Al. 1.80 ERA, just 15 Ks and 25 strikeouts. You obviously know you're not getting the strikeouts from Bumgarner anymore, but he's limited the damage in a significant way. Does it have him uh, at all in your fantasy sites? A little bit more than 24 hours ago, uh, we both sort of doubted uh, his viability as a streamer for this one. We both like Johnny Cueto better. Cueto was fine. Bumgarner was a lot better. And uh, yeah, Bumgarner keeps succeeding despite uh, the the reduced velocity and the reduced uh, K rate. I'm not totally buying this, uh, but I think he is more streamable than I probably was giving him credit for. We were in on Kyle Freeland, and he delivered as a streamer. Five Ks in five innings. Gave up two runs on four hits, but you'll live with that as long as you're getting the five Ks. Uh, that was against the Cubs. In his last eight, a 2.15 ERA, five barrels in 130 batted ball events. We know we're going to be talking about him as a streamer whenever he comes up. Do you think he's more than that? I think he is, just you know, because this is eight starts in a row that he's been really good and doing it pretty much with the same formula, uh, which is uh, kind of similar with what we were talking about with Bumgarner, not walking very many batters, but also just not giving up a lot of hard contact. And oddly enough, even though Freeland pitches home games at Coors Field, I buy that contact management a little more than I do uh, from Bumgarner because of that barrel rate that you just noted. So... Yeah, I think that uh, I, I won't uh, necessarily start him every time out, but I think uh, I would plan on starting him enough from here on out that I would want to just keep him rostered. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's get into Wednesday's streamers here, Al. Zach Thompson, someone we talked about on the waiver show as being uh, someone we might want to grab. He gets a start against the Mets. Drew Smiley is going to take the ball against the Cardinals. Josh Fleming, another guy we talked about back on Sunday when we did the waiver show because of this matchup he gets today with the Mariners. Paulo Espino gets the ball against the Phillies. And finally, Matt Harvey taking the ball in New York. The Dark Knight returns and takes on the Yankees. Uh, any of these five guys, someone who you're going to be chasing today? Uh, I, I would say Thompson for sure. And he is somebody, and I think you have categorized them this way, uh, that he's just you know stubbornly under-rostered. And I'm not sure what it's going to take, but he's been good. He's been consistently good. I like him against the Mets. So that for me is pretty much a no-brainer. And I would say the same for Drew Smiley. The Cardinals have become a team to pick on with streamers. And Smiley's also had some consistency lately, not necessarily going that deep into games, but I think against the Cardinals, he could give you five or more innings and that's that'd be enough for me. I'm a little bit squeamish about Fleming against the Mariners. We, I think uh, I've kind of consistently underrated the Mariners on the road. So I think I'm going to learn from a lesson here. And Espino, he's been very consistent too. Uh, you know, five or six innings every time with a couple of runs, not a lot of strikeouts. But the Phillies do kind of worry me as a matchup here. So with Thompson and Smiley as alternatives, I'm going to pass on Fleming and Espino. Harvey, I gave it a, just a quick thought because 
He's now uh, had three starts where he's piled up eight and a third scoreless innings. And so had to obviously look and see how he's done that. And uh, looks like smoke and mirrors, allowing a lot of contact. And so I'm going to have to take a hard pass here on Matt Harvey. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely fair to take a pass on Matt Harvey. Let's get on to the prospect spotlight to wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Austin Martin made his debut at AA Wichita on Tuesday night, coming over uh, to the Minnesota system with a 281 batting average, 424 OBP, two homers and nine stolen bases previously at AA New Hampshire. And then let's just throw Reese Olsen into the mix as well. He was acquired into the Daniel or acquired, excuse me, in the Daniel Norris trade. 79 strikeouts against 35 walks in 69 innings on the season. That was at high A Wisconsin, also a 4-3 ERA. Fangraphs does rank him as the 13th best prospect traded before the deadline, but probably someone who we're thinking about more in the future than as a, a this season or maybe the next season sort of guy. But how do you look at these two guys or what are you looking for from these two the rest of the season? Uh, well, I, I don't really expect either one to make a debut in 2021, but uh, you know, just really interesting uh, prospects, both of them. And Olsen in particular, I think is worth noting just because he's one of a number of players who, you know, because of 2020, we weren't really able to track their their progress over the, you know, the last year plus. And he's made a big leap from what he did in 2019 to what he's uh, done in 2021. Uh, again, mostly with the, the Brewers, but now with the Tigers where, uh, you know, they've already got some nice pitching prospects, but maybe a couple years down the line, we, we see Olsen in, in that rotation. So, uh, and Martin, uh, just uh, keep it on, keep it on. Keep it on, keep it on. Just what we're doing here on the fan or on the uh, fantasy baseball in 15. Thanks for joining us here today. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are back with you on Thursday. Enjoy today's action. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.